Hey guys, God bless you. God bless you. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. If if you're a returning listener, a returning watcher, thank you for being part of this family. Thank you if you've already subscribed. You guys know I told you guys how I felt about you on my Instagram story. It was a little sappy moment. We had a little moment. You guys are a part of this. I can't do this without you guys. You know, we said this in the on, in one of our previous episodes. I think it was episode three as well. So thank you for coming back. Thank you for believing, man. Thank you for subscribing and liking it. This is your first time here. Welcome to the Know His Heart family. Welcome for being a part of this, man. You know, you here with me. I'm here with you. You here with us together. You looking at me. I'm looking at you. You looking at us. And I thank you guys for being here. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit that like button if you do enjoy this episode because you help us. You really do. You help this uh, uh, grow. I know it seems annoying, but you help this grow when you, when you subscribe, when you like. And so we really appreciate that. Um, I'm really excited. I really want to talk to you guys about something that's really important. It's a, it's a little personal to me. It's a little personal. But I told you guys, I told you guys in this podcast, we're, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to laugh. We're going to talk. We're going we're gonna to run. We're going to jump. We're going to scream. We're going to cry. I might not cry this episode. I might. I might cry. I might not. But there is, there is one episode that I am... <laughs> I don't want to make it because I don't want to go there, but at the same time, I want to, and I'm so ready to go there whenever the time comes for it that I'm definitely going to cry. And so, you know, we'll hold off on that one as long as we can, but today I really want to talk to you guys. Um, I'm really excited about this. So wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, we're glad you're here. And um, let's get right into it. Also, if you have, uh, if you're on YouTube or Spotify and you haven't uh, followed my Instagram, follow my Instagram. There's a lot of a uh, lot of stuff that I post there. A lot of events too. Uh, Nate O G U underscore. Follow me there. Uh, where that's where really that's really where I do all of my. That is the main platform that I use. Like that is my go-to platform. That is my main platform where everything know his heart is happening. Um, so we'll see you there. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about today about wisdom. But like how we acquire wisdom, right? Knowledge. How do we know? And so wisdom is something we should all desire, but wisdom comes in three ways, right? This is me thinking. I was thinking the other day, and I was like, wisdom comes in three forms, in three ways. There's divine wisdom from God, time, and mistakes. These are the three ways that we acquire wisdom in this walk, in this life. Divine wisdom from God that is God-given time and mistakes those are the three ways three ways that we learn in life and i've learned from all three of these right i've i've in my life if if there's any any little bit of quote unquote wisdom that i feel that i've ever had or gained um it's from these three especially that last one especially mistakes boy have i learned from mistakes boy have i learned from mistakes and so there's this saying in Spanish, um, um, cuando, uh, cuando tú vas, ya yo vengo, right? So when you're, when you're going through something, like when you're going through a season, I've already been there and I've, and I've come back, right? So there's, there's, there's a lot of times, and I would say most times, um, when I'm talking to someone, excuse me, when I'm talking to someone, uh, I really, I'm really pulling from that place. Right from that, what I've learned through the mistakes that I've made in my life, because something that's so important to me when I talk to young people 
um, um, to youth, uh, when I'm doing my mentoring, when I'm doing my talking, and those of you that are listening, like I, I feel this passion in my heart where I don't want you to make the same mistakes I did. Like whatever I've already, I, I just have this desire that, like this yearning, like I just want you to please learn from what I, the mistake I've already made. Just like I've already been there, I would rather you learn because I don't want you to have to go through what I went through, right? And we've all been through, through something. And there's these three facets, you know, of wisdom. First, the divine wisdom that comes from God, right? The Bible says that if we are lacking wisdom, and, I, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing again, that we should ask the Lord for wisdom and he will give us wisdom, right? Wisdom, a lot of people, man, and a lot of people ask, a lot of people forget to ask for wisdom. A lot, we ask for a lot of things, but when's the last time you asked for wisdom and what this means, right? We think of wisdom, we think like, oh, old people. And no, 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 no. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding is another word for wisdom. Uh, 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 wisdom can be explained as guidance. God, give me wisdom for this season, right? We're asking God for a wife or a husband before we've asked him for wisdom. We're asking God for ministry before we ask him for wisdom. And we have to have understanding on how to navigate these things. We have to have understanding on how to navigate a relationship, how to navigate ministry, how to navigate life. And so it is important that we're making sure that we're, we're asking God for wisdom. Lord, God, show me. Show me. Give me wisdom. Get, help me to be. See, when you're wise, you're slow to anger. When you're wise, you can, you can make these decisions uh, in, in a manner that is guided by the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit at our, like, within our access, right? God has given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us access to, this, to the presence of God because the veil was torn in two. But we ignore this access. It's like, this is one thing that really, <laughs> this really annoys me. And some people listening to this are going to hear this. They're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. What really annoys me is when we're all trying to go somewhere, right? You ever been trying to go somewhere with your friends? You're all going out. It's the summer. Everybody's going somewhere. And they're like, I'll follow you. I hate that. I hate that. Because you have a world, a, 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 a um, cutting edge computer in your hand. You have a, a whole computer in your hand that has a GPS and you want to follow me. Like, Why? Put it in your phone because when you're following me, I may take a turn and you might miss that turn and now you're lost. When you literally have the GPS, you know how many times we've been out and somebody's following me? We go out somewhere and Naisha's like, I'll follow you. And I'm like, Naisha, you have a GPS. And she's like, yeah, but I'll just follow you. And I'm like, why? Because I'm going to make a turn and you're going to get lost. And it has happened where people are following me and I make a turn and they get lost and then they're frustrated. I'm like, see, but that could have been avoided because you have a GPS. You have a guide. And so many times we're getting frustrated in life and it's like that could have been avoided. You have the Holy Spirit that can guide you and you're refusing to use it. And we go everywhere but to God. And man, I've been a victim to, I've been not a victim to this, but I've been a perpetrator of this. I've done this so many times where I'll go to everybody but the Holy Spirit. I'll go to everybody but God. Hey, what should I do in this season? And it's, don't get me wrong. I'm not, those of you that are listening, those of you that are watching, like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't ask people for help. That's not what I'm saying. God, it, it's biblical for, for us to go to people 
to, you know, to help us and guide us through to your pastors, to your leadership. Hopefully you have a relationship with your leadership that you feel comfortable to, to, to speak to them and ask for guidance. And if you don't, it's something you should seek out. If your church is, if that's not, I'm not telling you to leave your church, but seek guidance from God. So you want to be at a house where you feel comfortable to speak to your leadership for guidance. But how many times have we gone to everyone but to God to try to figure out what we should do in life? Trying to seek wisdom. Okay, what should I do in this season? What decisions should I make? And you're asking someone who is, yes, they may be a man or woman of God, but they are bound by their flesh. They are bound by their experiences. And God doesn't want you to always do things the way somebody else did it. Yeah, I mean, okay, I've been preaching for so long, for X amount of years, and uh, I have a ministry, uh, I have a podcast, but that doesn't mean that the way I did something is the way that you should do it. So there is a time to ask people for guidance, but there's a time to ask God. And we're going everywhere but to God but to God when he's given us his Holy Spirit. He's given us his presence to guide us. The Bible literally says that we don't know how to intercede, but the Spirit does. So we should ask the Holy Spirit to guide us. Again, I'm paraphrasing. So it should, we should be seeking guidance from God. So when's the last time you look to God and say, hey, give me wisdom in this season? What should I do, God? I'm coming to you because I know that you've given me your Holy Spirit. Show me where to go. Show me what to do. Show me how to talk to people. Show me how to navigate this, especially if you're in leadership. You should be seeking that divine wisdom to understand what it is that God wants you to do. And we go everywhere but to God. And so uh, he's trying to guide us. Now, wisdom, what does the Bible say? Mm. Now we're going to get into this. You guys know, I, I'm going to give you Bible. The Bible says in Spanish, el principio de la sabiduría es el temor a Jehová. Right? Let's look that up. I want to say it in English for you. I want to say it in English. Uh, insert elevator music. Boo, do, 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 do. I say elevator music and then I proceed to, to, to do Jeopardy. All right. Um, yes. Proverbs 1.7. I want you to like save this with you. I'm going to give you Bible verses because I want you to have them. Proverbs 1.7, what does it say? What is happening here? I can't find that. There it is. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So the beginning of knowledge or wisdom, in Spanish it says, the beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. Right? So this is how, these are practical ways that the Bible is giving us to acquire knowledge. Divine wisdom from God is fearing God. And this is not a fear of like, I'm scared of God. This is a fear of a respect for God, a reverence for God, right? So you can't acquire knowledge if you're living foolishly. You can't acquire knowledge. You can't acquire wisdom if you're living a life that is not pleasing to God. So God is asking us that you cannot have wisdom if you're living out here, if you're wilding out here. And we got a lot of people that are wilding, and it shows in their life that they are foolish. Some of y'all living a crazy life out here, and it's because you do not fear God, right? You're talking however you want to talk, doing whatever you want to do, going wherever you want to go, uh, uh, hooking up with whoever you want to hook up with, linking with whoever you want to link with. And these are things that impede the wisdom of the Lord. Young people, fear the Lord, live in holiness, that this brings wisdom, right? Okay, so... There's that wisdom, that divine wisdom that comes from God. And it says the foolish despise. The foolish, why is my phone doing that? Oh, my God. Despise wisdom. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. 
So there's that wisdom that comes from God. But when you're foolish, you despise wisdom and you despise instruction. You cannot be above instruction. How many people do we know within the body of Christ that they're, they're like above instruction? And, not, and like this is tough right here. Now, now I'm going to talk, like talk about this because how many of you listening to me right now or watching me right now that you just feel like you're above instruction? You, re- like, you don't want to take anything from anyone. And I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm so tired of dealing with people in the house of God. I hope I didn't mess this up, guys, because I touched it again. But I'm, I'm tired of dealing with people in the house of God that think they're too good. They think they're too good. I don't care how long you've been in, in church. I don't care how good you are at what you do. You are not above instruction. I am not above instruction. And this is what we don't understand. We got so many people that are like, there's, bro, it's a manifestation of pride. Oh, pride is so like, I'm, I, I, it bothers me when you, when you run into prideful people because it's like, hey, man, we all can learn here. Yeah, you might, be, you might be a great preacher. You are not above instruction. You're not above learning. You're not above acquiring wisdom from God, from people. You could be a great musician. So? So? How wise are you? Are you above instruction? Are you seeking to know from God? And this is a dangerous place to be because a lot of times we'll let our, our, our knowledge or our wisdom get in the way of our connection to Christ. And so you cannot be above instruction, man. It's some people that it's hard to deal with them. As, 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 I, as I progress in ministry, it's hard to deal with people that think they know it all. Man, you don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. The more there's this, this, this saying, and I'm paraphrasing, like, the more I learn, the more, reali- the more I realize that I know nothing, something like that, right? The more I grow, the more I realize I know nothing. And so we should not always be above instruction. So we have that divine wisdom that comes from God. We have a, a, our wisdom that comes from our leadership, right, people that we learn from. There's the wisdom that comes from time. All right. And this is a tough one, wisdom that comes from time, because we don't like time. Time can be our enemy. How many of you just, like, have had to? Wait on the Lord. And we sing, bro, we sing that song, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord. He will renew your strength. Just wait, I say. And a lot of you get caught up singing something you don't believe in. A lot of you get caught up singing something that you don't want to live. Because we don't want to wait on God. And I'm not here pointing the finger at you. It is tough to wait on God. I've been there. Oh, I don't want to wait. Because we could give you examples in the Bible. We can give examples in the Bible where people have had to wait on the Lord. Uh, uh, but, you know, Job had to wait for his healing. Uh, uh, we've, had, we've had people that um, the woman of the, of the flow of blood, she waited years before she received her healing. But, but let's make this more personal. What about when you and I have to wait? Oh, it's hard. But wisdom comes with time. Wisdom comes with time. Time will always tell. You heard that saying, time will tell. Because as time goes by, you are learning. And sometimes we want to be too quick and we don't want to wait. There's times I'm like that. I'm very impatient. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm so impatient. I don't like waiting. It took me, it took me forever to get into Amazon because I didn't like ordering stuff online. I'd rather go to the store because when I want something, I needed it immediately. And this was a problem. And when I discovered Amazon Prime, I was like, what, two days? I want it in one day. Like, I'm, I was very impatient. I just wanted something when I wanted it. And I had to learn from God. Wisdom comes from you waiting. You know how much I've learned from God staying silent? You know how much I've learned 
from God, quote unquote, ignoring me, even though he wasn't ignoring me, but God leaving me in silence. I've learned so much because there's times where we're, we're wanting a way out. And God says, you know what? I can't answer you right now because I need you to learn about this season you're in. You need to learn about yourself. Right. I was there was a time where I was praying uh, 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 for God, uh, praying to God for for a situation in a relationship I was in. And God was like, no, nah, I'm not going to fix it because you need to learn about you. And so time went by and I'm waiting for answers. But in that time, in that wait, I was able to learn and gain knowledge and wisdom. Now there's people that come up to me and they're like, oh, good to uh, like they're drowning. I've been praying for three weeks and God hasn't answered me. And I'm like, that's cute. <laughs> that's cute. You said three weeks. <laughs> I've been praying for three months and God has answered me. That's cute. You said three months. Do you know what it is to wait on the Lord? Uh, do you know what it is to wait on God? You Sometimes God will have you wait a year, two years, three years. And, 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 I'm, and I'm sorry to say it. But he's like, there, but there is a wisdom that comes with that knowledge of waiting. And it's not just about the wait. It's about what you do in the wait. What are you doing while you're waiting on him that is bringing you knowledge? In the wait, are you being intentional? Are you being intentional? It's sad when people have gone through something for so long, and when they reach the other side, there's nothing that they learn from it. Because you weren't being an intentional in your time of waiting. There's wisdom that is there for you in that season of waiting. In the quiet, you learned how to seek God's face like you didn't know before. In the quiet, you learned how to trust God. You learned how to build your faith. Now when somebody is telling you, I haven't heard from God, I don't know what to do, you can look at them and say, listen, I've got some wisdom that I've been able to tap into because I knew what it was to wait on God. I knew what it was to be faithful even in the wait. I knew what it was to in the quiet. When God was quiet, I wasn't quiet. My mouth was open, my hands were lifted high, and my worship was screaming to the skies. This is what we learn. This is what we learn. You can't talk about something you've never lived. You can't. Somebody asked me the other day. They were like, hey, Nate, um, give me your opinion on what it's like to be a pastor's kid. And I looked at them dead in the face, and as much as I wanted to answer, I said, I, I, I can't tell you because I didn't grow up being a pastor's kid. I, I didn't. So I can't speak on that experience. Somebody told me, uh, Nate, tell me what it's like when you're the only one in your family that serves God and the rest of your family isn't Christian. I said, I, I can't tell you about that because that hasn't been my experience. I can't tell you what that's like. I can't because I can't speak on something that I haven't lived. We got a lot of people that are talking about being patient, but you've never had to be patient. You've never been patient. And so there's wisdom that comes in the waiting, in time as time goes by, you learn what you couldn't learn. Sometimes God will let you take time because you're too, como es, ahorado, como que, la palabra que estoy buscando, like, you're too, afanado, yeah, you're too, what's that word in English, though? Let's, 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 all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to Google it, we're going to Google it. Afanado, afanado, not afanado in English. What is that? It is, okay, busy. You're too busy in your mind. I don't like that word in English, but it, it makes a sense. It makes sense. You're too busy in your head. Your mind is too loud. There's too much going on. You're too, you're, you're too anxious. That's the word. I like that word. You're too anxious, and God is saying, I'm going to have you wait. When we're in school, we've all been in school, and, and everybody's talking. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's talking in the class, and everybody's, and the teacher, she sits there, and she goes, I'll wait. You ever had your teacher say that? She sits there, she goes, I'll wait. 
Oh, you ever had a kid? Or I, when, I was, when I was helping raise my, my sister's kids, right? When I was helping raise my sister's kids, there was a time where the kid is, the, like, the baby's having an outbreak and the baby's throwing a tantrum. There it is, Holy Ghost, thank you. The baby's throwing a tantrum. And so I would be like, no, I'm going to wait till you calm down. I know you want this toy. I know you want this snack. But until you calm down, you can't have it. And so the baby's throwing a tantrum and the baby's kicking and kicking. And I'll just sit there. I'll sit. I'll wait. And I will not give that baby what it wants until it relaxes. You're going to have to wait time. I remember there was a time where I was taking care of my sister's kids, and I put them in a time. I put one of them, I put them, I put them in a timeout. You know, my sister's kids are great kids. There's very few times that we've had to, like, discipline them, but I put them in a timeout when they were babies. And they were like, is my timeout over? I said, nope. Go back up. It's only been two minutes. Go back up to your room. Is my timeout over? Nope. Go back up to your room. Because sometimes we don't want to take time, and sometimes God will force you because you're, you're, you're throwing a tantrum. You're too loud, you're, too, you're anxious, and you're being a brat, and God says, okay, so now you're going to have to learn through time. And God will make you wait. Sometimes you're asking God, do this, do this, tell me what to do, God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And God's like, I'll wait until you learn to calm down and have peace in me. That's wisdom that God is trying to teach you through time. There's another form of wisdom that comes through mistakes. And, man... That's the one I've learned from the most. I've made so many mistakes. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about to sit here and be one of those ministers that are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like we're above mistakes. Like, stop faking it. Like, like well, I feel like Tim Ross would say, don't fake it, fam. He likes to say fam. Stop, I, I, stop, stop faking it. You're, you're out here trying to act like you don't make mistakes, like you're holier than thou. Like, I'm sick of that mindset. You know why? Because I had to live that mindset. And that mindset, I used to live it. It is draining. It is draining. When you try to live a mindset and try to portray an image of perfection that you don't have, that you're just holier than thou, you're just better than everyone, when you're trying to portray that, it is draining. You cannot keep up with that. Your spirit gets drained. Your mind gets drained because you're not being the real you. Now, I'm not saying we're going to use mistakes as, a, as an excuse for sin, but we make mistakes. And I've learned so much from my mistakes, and it's brought wisdom to me. You know, things get, things get difficult sometimes, and, and we crash. Our head crashes into the wall, and we're not perfect. Can I say this? I have a funny story to tell you guys. And this is, this is a little, it may be a little embarrassing, but this is funny to me. I went to, <laughs> preachers make mistakes. Pacheco, preachers make mistakes. Am I right? Okay. Dario, preachers make mistakes. Am I right? Okay, then. Do you, are you, do you guys preach? Preachers make mistakes. Can y'all agree with that? Okay, then. So this is something that I've had to learn. Bro, I'm going to be honest. Can we be honest here? I want to be honest. I went to a service. I went to a service one day, and I was prepping my sermon. I made a mistake in my sermon prep on, the, on a timeline of events. I made a mistake on the timeline of some events that happened. And I got the timeline wrong. I thought something that happened after actually happened before. The message, the principle of the message was still, you know, it was still, it was still biblical. It was still like, you know, the principle of it. But I made a mistake, and, and I got the timeline wrong. And this lady came up to me. <laughs> we're going to reserve her name because yeah, I don't even know her name, but we're going to reserve her identity. I'm not even going to tell you guys where this happened. This lady came up to me, 
And she was just so upset and bothered. And she was like, why did you preach it that way? Because look, the Bible said, and she opens up her Bible in front of me, and she's like telling me, um, this is wrong, and that's not what happened here. So why would you say that? And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, lady, relax. Like, as you can see, God still moved, like, despite my mistake. Like, people still came to Christ despite my mistake. People will still edify despite my mistake. Now, I wasn't preaching heresy, right? I wasn't preaching anti-biblical stuff. I just made a mistake in my timeline. And she was just so upset. We make mistakes. And I've learned from that. You know what I learned from that, from that, from that experience? I double and triple check my, my timelines and my sermons whenever I'm prepping them now. I double, triple check them. I make sure everything lines up. I bought a study Bible. Like, I, it just taught me to be more careful. But what if I would have let that experience completely, completely break me? Yeah, I would like, oh, I'm never preaching again because of what happened. And that's a simple example, but there's been mistakes that I made in college. I made a lot of mistakes. And there was a time in college where I made a really big mistake. And God, uh, uh, and I know this pastor that I went to on campus, I told him, I said, listen, I, I made some mistakes. I, I, I made a mistake. I messed up. I, I'm not where I need to be spiritually. Like, I'm struggling. And I'm falling apart in his office. And he looks at me. He says, the first thing I want you to understand is that God still loves you despite your mistake. He loves you. I was like, you don't understand. I'm the preacher. I'm the preacher. I preach everywhere. If people know my mistakes, I'm like, he said, relax. Relax. God still loves you. And there is, there is a way that this can be a blessing. And there's so much wisdom that I learned from my mistakes. 99% of the of the interventions or, or wisdom that I use when, when youth call me and have conversations with me or when they send me DMs or when I talk to my fellow ministers, it comes from mistakes that I've made in my life. So your mistake is not the end of you, but it is an opportunity for you to gain wisdom. It is an opportunity for you to gain wisdom. I learned not to, to I learned to be careful because last time I did this, I got hurt. I learned to, to, uh, 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 how can I say? Um, okay, so I, I, I've, walked, I've walked through my house with the lights off already because I know how to get there. At night, when it's pitch black, I know how to get around my house. The reason why is because I've stubbed my toe quite a few times. I've, I've banged into the wall a few times. My apartment, I live on the third floor, and so it's supposed to be an attic. So a lot of my ceilings are like angular like triangular, a lot of like most of my ceilings. You know how many times I've banged my head on the wall, like getting up? So many times. I got a concussion one time. This is freaking hilarious. I was da bending down to get something. I got up. I hit the back of my head. I don't remember what happened for about two minutes. Like I don't remember where I was. I don't know what happened in that time. I just remember when I was like, ow, like afterwards. I got a concussion, and I l but, but I learned to be careful when I bang my head. So there's a wisdom you can learn from mistakes, but that's if you choose to learn. That's if you choose to learn. Some of you are in the same cycle because you've refused, you have refused to learn from your mistakes. You have refused to learn from those experiences that you have had. No, we're not gonna go out here and sin because, oh, I gotta make some mistakes to learn. No. But when you make a mistake, right, and you're constantly struggling with the same thing, why have you refused to learn? In, the, in, the, in Dominican houses, you see, porque tú no aprendes. I always say, tú no aprendes, you don't learn. Déjalo, sigue. 
There's this saying in Dominican households where you're doing something you're not supposed to be do and doing, and your mom looks at you, she goes, sigue. She don't say nothing. She just says, sigue. It means keep going. You'll see. And God is telling a lot of us that. God is like, sigue. Okay. Okay. You didn't learn the last time you gave your heart to somebody and they broke it and now you keep doing it. You didn't learn the last time you fell in love with somebody after one month of knowing them and you keep doing the same thing. You didn't learn the last time that you went hopping from church to church and now you don't have a stable church life because you kept leaving churches and leaving churches and you're doing it again. You didn't learn the last time uh, 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 how to forgive somebody and so it led to three years of bitterness and now you're doing it again. So there's, there's wisdom that we should be acquiring from our mistakes, from what we've done. So why are we allowing this territory? See, this is an opportunity. Now that the mistake has been made, this is an opportunity for growth. This is an opportunity for learning if you want it to be that. Facets of, of, of wisdom. We'll call it four instead of three now. One, divine wisdom that comes from God. Two, Wisdom that you learn from people around you and their mistakes. Three, you learn over time. Four, you learn from your mistakes. These are different ways that we acquire wisdom. And so God is looking for a wise people. A wise people of God. People that are not out here just making decisions a lo loco, like we say, like just on a whim. But learn from what it is that you've experienced. So this wisdom is necessary for our daily walk. And you don't have to be, and a lot of times we think wisdom is for like old people. You don't gotta be old. I've met people who are younger than me. I'm 27 right now. I've met people who are younger than me that I'm like, oh, this person is wise. And they're, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna expose you. Pacheco just, pokes, Pacheco just pointed at himself. <laughs> yes, for your age, you are very wise, Pacheco. Because Pacheco's only 19, if y'all didn't know that. I thought Pacheco was like 22. He's about to be 20 March 11th. I thought he was <laughs> Dario Shep. I thought he was about, I thought he was 21 when I met him, 22. Um, but there's, it, wisdom is for everyone. And it's so necessary. And it's kind of satisfying, you know, when you look back and say, wow, like a couple years ago, I would have handled this a completely different way. Bro, like last year, I would have handled this a completely different way. But God has given me wisdom and wisdom. You cannot have wisdom without peace. You can't have it. You got it. You got it because you, to, to, you have to have both of them so you can be able to be relaxed and calm to make decisions. So when God was just like ministering, you know, to me on that, like, man, last, it, it, before 2020, there's a lot of situations I would have handled very differently. But I learned so much in 2020. That was my year. Yes, I used to rush into a lot of things. I was so impatient. Uh, I was so reactive. Uh, I, would, I, would get, uh, I would throw a tantrum when God wouldn't answer me in the time that I wanted an answer. But I've learned these things. And so acquire wisdom, my people that are listening, my people that are watching. Learn from your experiences wisdom from God and know that you cannot have wisdom without the fear of the Lord. Sin temor a Jehová no puedes tener sabiduría. So you can't be out here walling and making these crazy and then wondering why, yo, things are not working out for me. And wisdom applies to, 
to different facets of your life, right? Wisdom is not just in holy things of the divine. Oh, wisdom, yes. How can I teach somebody how to, uh, 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 I don't know, uh, 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 battle the attacks of the enemy? Wisdom is for different parts of your life. You got wisdom within the body of Christ. If you are a leader, you need to be wise. If you are a leader, you need to be wise because the lives of people, uh, the spiritual lives of people are in your hands. You cannot be out here being immature. We got too many immature leaders. You cannot be out here just talking to people however you feel like it. Uh, you call yourself a leader, but you don't know how to talk to people. I've seen that. I can't respect you if you don't know how to talk to people. I can't. I cannot respect you as a leader. I cannot do it. I've seen so many leaders that they are rude. That's not wisdom. They are rude, and they try to lead with an iron fist, and they're brute. And it's like nobody's going to want to follow you that way. You're wondering why your youth aren't listening to you? Because you're rude. Because you're brute. Eres tosco. And you don't know how to deal with them. I'm not saying that you can't speak authoritatively sometimes and, and under authority and be serious and be stern. But you don't know how to deal with people. But you want to call yourself wise. You're a leader, and you're, but you're not patient. You have to understand part of wisdom and leadership, everybody is moving at a different pace. My pace it's not Orlando's pace. It's not Misa's pace. It's not Pacheco's pace. It's not Dario's pace. Everybody has a different pace. And so this is important in leadership and having wisdom. Leadership applies to what you do in church. Leadership, wisdom, wisdom applies to what you do in church. Wisdom also applies to how you live your life, the decisions that you make uh, uh, in your personal life. Wisdom applies to how you manage your money. Wisdom applies to how you manage your time. Some of you aren't managing your time well. And you know that you are just, excuse me, spending so much time on socials that you're not seeking God's face. This is not wisdom. You know that you're spending so much time on Instagram, on Facebook, and you're not seeking God's face. This is not wisdom. You know that you haven't, can we go there? You know you haven't cleaned your house. You haven't taken care of your space. This is not wisdom. You know you haven't paid your bills. This is not wisdom. You get what I'm saying? I'm not saying we don't fall on hard times. I, bills are my, one of my worst enemies. I get it. You fall on hard times. But are you being wise in how you manage your household? What do you want a family for? What do you want to get married if you're not wise in your own self? For the men, the young men that are watching me, if you don't acquire wisdom, how can you lead a family? How can you lead a household? How can you be married? You're, Im you're, 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 bro, I've seen some immature people trying to shoot their shot and get married. And, <laughs> and I'm going to come for y'all, I'm going to come for y'all girls, for y'all women too. Y'all kind of, y'all kind of, y'all wrong for paying attention to them. I'm sorry. You be having the goofy, immature, not wise dude shoot his shot. And you pay so much attention to them. You jump because, because they're cute. Cute don't pay the bills. Cute doesn't teach you how to problem solve when it's 2 in the morning. You guys are angry and you're arguing. You're not even going to think he's cute then. Cute doesn't, teach you, cute doesn't teach you how to create a budget plan. 
Cute doesn't teach you how to manage, how to deal with family issues. Cute doesn't teach you how to be there for her when she's now uh, dealing with postpartum depression and she just had a baby. Cute doesn't teach you how to, how to make her feel secure. For the young ladies out here, you think that having your nails done and having your hair done is cool, but you don't know how to do nothing? This is not wisdom. This is not wisdom. We got too many airheads in the body of Christ. I'm sorry. Oops. My bad. <laughs> and we got so many people that are not wise. And I'm, but these are things that people don't talk about. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at the guys right here. It's hilarious. These are, these are things that people don't talk about, though. These are things that people don't talk about. They're not wise. They have no wisdom. It's like they ain't been through nothing. They don't know nothing. You ask one of these young girls, like, hey, like, um, you know how to, you know how to uh, 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 deal with a difficult situation? No, my dad used to do everything for me. My mom used to do everything for me. I know how to take a selfie with my hair done. So who cares? You, you, all, if all you know how to do is do your nails and get your hair done, what about when you're married and there's no money for your nail and your hairs? And y'all got a problem solve. And you gotta help. You gotta help figure out a budget. You gotta manage your bills and your money. What you gonna do then? Hmm? What you gonna do when your husband is struggling as a man to express himself? Because we don't talk about that either. What are you gonna do when your husband is feeling inadequate as a man, trying to deal with the pressure provided for the household? Are you gonna be able to be there for them? Do you have some wisdom to bring to the table? What are you gonna do when your husband says, "I have a vision. I'm hearing from God." Are you going to have wisdom to apply to your husband? Say, all right, baby, let's do this. I know I, I got wisdom from God. I'm hearing from God. Let's go. Let's, let's do this project. I got you. I'm right here in your corner. Because what good is somebody in your corner if they know nothing? I don't need you in my corner. That goes both ways for men and for women. So we don't have wisdom, but we want to get married. But we want God, give me a husband. Give me a wife. For what? You don't know nothing. So wisdom is important. <laughs> you have a job? That's not wisdom. These things apply to your life. It applies to your personal life. It applies to your finances. These things matter. We can talk about secular wisdom. Full-time ministry is not for everybody. Some of you need to go to school. Some of you need to go to college. Some of you need to go to, whether it's Bible study, seminary, some of you need to get a job. But you need to acquire some level of wisdom. Right? I agree college is not for everybody, but some of you don't want to study because you're lazy. That's just the truth. But others, you just don't want to do anything, right? Wisdom applies to how you carry yourself. Maybe college isn't for you. Acquire wisdom in the workforce so that you can move up. You get what I'm saying? These are things that people don't talk about. These are things that we don't understand. Everybody wants to ask for fire. Everybody wants to ask for power. Everybody wants to ask. You got to be willing to learn. There is a wisdom that comes from, that is spiritual, but there's a wisdom that is from experiences, and so we can't have airheads in the house of God. We can't have airheads in the body. We can't do it. And there's too many people that are walking around here with no wisdom, that are walking around here like they don't know nothing. And they didn't, and, and like, how, how are we functioning that way? If we have Christ, we're supposed to, man, the body of Christ is supposed to be the, we're supposed to be the, the ones that people are coming to. People should be coming to us. We need to be acquiring wisdom. We need to be trauma-informed. People should be coming to us to figure a way out. But don't nobody know nothing, man. Don't nobody know nothing. And we need some wise people within the house of God. So 
Acquire wisdom, my friends. Whether it be through divine wisdom, praying to God, whether it be from you, what you're learning from people, whether it be from time, or whether it be from mistakes. You want a wise body of Christ. Thank you guys for joining us on this episode. Thank you guys for listening. I want to engage, right? If you saw this episode and you were blessed by it, you felt like, you know, there's something you want, get in the comments section. Talk to me in the comments section. I read the comments. I'm only getting like two or four comments a video anyways. Like, I got time. <laughs> so I read the comments. Read, I engage, talk with me. Head over to my Instagram when I post some of these clips. Get in the comments section. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. If you, if you send me a conversation in DMs, I might miss it because I get way too many DMs. But in the comments section, I will see it. Share this with somebody. Send this uh, podcast to somebody. Thank you for being here. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. If you haven't liked, please like this video. Share it with somebody you know. You're really helping this grow. We need you now more than ever. So share this. God bless you. Thank you for being part of the Know His Heart family. Acquire wisdom, you weirdos. <laughs>